This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. We have just returned from Windy City Line Dance Mania 2019 in, I think, technically Rosemont, Illinois, but pretty much Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Love it. Um, This is definitely one of my favorite events for sure. And this year, I have to say, was the best of the three years I've been going. It Mm -hmm. gets better every year, so I'm very much looking forward to what happens next year. Mm -hmm. Um, But starting off, we actually had to travel separately. I had to come in a day later than you because Mm -hmm. um, I had to work. So tell me a little bit about Thursday. Uh, well, because Northern California was doing its whole power outage thing, um, <laughs> PG&E, I guess, maintaining its lines, I packed in moonlight, and a lot of it was just stuff grabbed from what I had unpacked. Well, not really unpacked. Dumped out of my suitcase after Vegas, which was not that long ago. That was a Vegas dance explosion. And some items were you know, freshly laundered. Some items were sniff test. And I had enough of everything for all of the days. So under the circumstances, I think it was successful packing. It was earlier than running out the door, stuffing things into my pockets, which I... Have done in the past. Kind of, yeah, along those lines. Sometimes stuffing into sleeves. Yes. Yeah, it's easier to get things into, um, into the insides of your sleeves than... To have things like hanging around your neck. I've also done the hanging around your neck thing. I did that with uh, slippers, actually, this this trip. Anyhow, um, yeah, I had a single candle, uh, a phone flashlight, and the moon, a, wa- a waxing gibbous moon shining through my uh, front window, and almost entirely black clothing. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, got everything into my under-seat bag, and... My flight was early Thursday morning, but by the time I was done packing, I wished it had just been late Wednesday night. I was ready to go. I wanted to go. I wanted to be in motion and not like leave things to chance. Maybe I'll take a nap and sleep too long. Anything that's also happened to us before. Uh, But I was able to do all the things I needed to in the morning to get there with a healthy margin of time, at least for me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, with pre-check and you know, parking and taking an Uber the rest of the way to the airport. I, I seem to remember not really having a lot of stress, which was nice. Uh, not a lot of rushing. I don't know whether I ate. I think I, I, think I actually did eat. Um, I had six eggs in the refrigerator that I needed to uh, prepare before leaving the house since the power was going to be out. And the gas was still running, so I used a lighter, um, an emergency lighter, and and the gas. And I am very grateful that the house didn't explode because I've never done that before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I had uh, eggs in darkness. Yeah. So the whole power outage, for anybody who is unaware, had to do with the fact that this time, the past two years, mm-hmm. there has been increased fire issues in Northern California. Um, There was obviously the big one, the Tubbs fire um, that happened this last weekend, time frame wise, two years ago. And then the following year, it was in November. But because the weather reports were about the same as the last two years, they decided to take precautions and turn off the power to help maintain the lines and not cause sparks in case something falls over because the winds were so um, increased. Mm -hmm. So they decided to take, that's our power company is Mm PG&E. So they decided to take precautions this year and hope to help reduce the risk. Really helps you appreciate what you have when it has uh, all been switched off. Yes. Um, I do find it interesting that I live just a few blocks from you and my power stayed on the whole time. So I found that interesting that we were, were technically a different uh, power station. Yeah, I, I, uh, af- after the lights went out, I had pulled the car into the garage. I was thinking I could do the smart thing like everyone else and park on the driveway. 
and that way if the power went off while the car was in the garage it's okay you know i, I don't have to worry about you know, having power to open the garage door uh, but i didn't i thought oh it'll be fine so I, we thought it was going to happen at midnight everyone was saying it's going to be at midnight we waited midnight nothing happened we're like, oh okay and then we each went our separate ways and then at like 12 20 yep. the power goes out um while I am like two steps inside the house, having just parked the car, <laughs> opened the, the door, <laughs> put my foot to the tile, and bam, lights out. Um, so I go outside, and I see the street lights are off, and I see the neighbor's lights are off. And I see a little bit of light coming around the corner. And about three houses down and across the street, they still have power. Their intersection still has power. So I go in uh, to, to a nearby gas station and I, I just let him know what's up. And um, yeah, he said, oh, maybe it'll be us next. But I'm pretty sure they didn't have it at yeah. all the entire yeah. time um, that this was going on. So it was, it was just me on the black line of where the power outage ends. It's myself and uh, my neighbors. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But so when you arrived on Thursday, yes. did anything special happen before <laughs> open dance? Oh, uh, let's see. So I, I got there, unfortunately, after some other folks had had an opportunity to do show practice. I would have liked to have been there for that. Uh, it was just like a, a pre-show practice. Simon was brilliant. And as I may have mentioned in a previous episode, maybe uh, with Vegas, he had the idea to send out what people would be doing for the show in a Dropbox account uh, with videos. So people could practice their parts a month in advance. Meaning when we show up, all we have to do is rehearse what presumably we have been learning for a month. Together. Right, and it, it, you don't have to learn something from scratch and then look you know, shaky and uncertain and watching the person over your shoulder uh, you know, two days later when it's time, perfor- time to perform. So they, they had a chance to do that in the early afternoon, but I didn't get to the hotel until maybe five or six. Uh, went straight to registration, like check-in registration for, for the, the hotel itself. Uh, then went up to the room, and my roommate was John. I was lucky enough to have uh, John Robinson as a roommate again for one of these uh, kinds of events. Last year, I, I had Guillaume, Guillaume Richard, super cool guy. Um, and... Let's see, while I was up there, I may have just kind of rested because mm-hmm. I did not get a lot of sleep. It was a very early flight, and I watched documentaries on the way. I watched uh, The Biggest Little Farm and National Geographic's History of the Internet um, on the flight there. So I didn't sleep. I was sleepy, but I didn't sleep, and I may have just taken like a little micro nap or something like mm-hmm. that, just a little bit of you know wind down and then wind back up for open dance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if anything else jumps out about uh, before starting the dance. And I registered and went up to the room, and at some point, I came back down. Probably around 7. All right. Yeah. So then we'll, we'll obviously go over the playlist on a separate episode so that we can squeeze four days of reflections into an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I, unfortunately, had to work on Thursday. So that was torture for me. That was absolutely torturous for me to know that my flight wasn't until 12 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. the following day so I wasn't landing until like 6 a.m on Friday morning Mm -hmm. so I missed a whole night of open dance which was just painful thankfully seven arrow media was live streaming Mm -hmm. so not only did I get to see the demos which was really cool but I also got to see a little bit of the open dancing, and I will not deny that I was in the airport dancing with everybody on social media. Um, got a couple strange looks, but I'm pretty used to that being a line dancer because mm. I dance in the aisle at the grocery stores and the, in the you know clothing stores and you know anywhere I hear music that I know a dance to, which is pretty much everywhere. So I'm kind of used to that. Um, I know. Oh, that's right. I also got to watch live stream the professional um, choreography competition music selection, which was handled very differently this year. Yes. 
Yeah, I was actually uh, looking at the schedule. I, w I was downstairs earlier than seven. I was there for the six forty-five music selection, which in previous years has taken longer. Usually, they will play a song, and the champions will say, "Oh, I, I, I like that." Um, well, let me but hear I, the next. You know, yeah, one. I want to hear the next one. And then, you know, uh, if they if they pass on it or or whatever happens um, to, to cause them to move on to the next song, uh, the other team gets a chance to keep it or listen to another one then yeah. go back and forth. it's like tennis you know back and forth back and forth running through all these different songs yeah. getting crowd reaction this year they had the incentive to um, pay out a larger prize eight hundred dollars if they just take whatever they're given if if they say whatever whatever the dj which in this case was uh you know louis choice um Whatever our, our DJ selects for you, that is the song you will choreograph to. And it'll speed things along and you'll get more money for it. Otherwise, every time you say no, your prize goes down $100. Yeah. They, went, they both went for this fast, fast track, track. Uh, option. And so we got dancing that much sooner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think I was, I was really <laughs> excited because I know that like Louie and Mark spend a lot of time really choosing the music mm -hmm. and I knew that we were going to get something fun and interesting if Louie was the one to decide mm -hmm. on who gets what right um which this year the champions for the defending title of what three years in a row now I believe it was kind of sort of kind of sort of the first year it was um Fred Daniel and Guillaume with pom-poms, but Guillaume couldn't make it the following year, so they replaced Guillaume with Simon. So then uh. it was Fred, Daniel, and Simon, and then they won for Globetrotten, and, uh, oh no, with Hurts Like a Cha-Cha, and then again with Globetrotten. So, so, two of the three, three years in a row, one of them, two years in a row, being Simon. Right. So, however you want to, defending champion years in a row right. running. Um, which is Team International is what it used to be. Mm -hmm. Now it's the defending champions against a um, attendee-selected team, mm. which the challengers this year was Debbie Rushton, Guillaume Richard, mm -hmm. and Darren Bailey. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was very interested to see the three of them working together and to see what they could come up with. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to see see the outcome of this music selection. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was the I guess honorable mention of the music selection mm -hmm. and demos. Demos, yeah. Tell me about some of the demos. <laughs> well, let's take a look at what uh, some of these dances were that were done on Friday. I actually did not demo as many as we have in uh, years past. I I did join Bob and Denise Boyle for Lonely Lovers which I taught somewhere. Where did I teach it? Was that at Boogie or a different event? You taught at Boogie Till the Cows Come Home, and you've taught at Hot Monk once, I think. Mm, that sounds, oh, and I also did try to teach it to my senior class, my Monday senior class, but uh, the second eight, actually the second and third eights were a little tricky for them. They liked the hip bumps, and they liked the rock and shuffle back, but the middle parts were a little asymmetrical for uh, what they're used to. Uh, then later it says here, Christopher Gonzalez, sucker, parentheses, Wetzel, parentheses, intermediate. That was my teach for the floor filler dance room, uh, which is intended for people who have somehow just not gotten around yet to learning a dance that is popular everywhere else. Like You yeah. put that on and it's guaranteed you're going to have a full floor, but still, you know, sometimes some people fall through the cracks as far as... Right. Um, you know who who is lucky enough to have uh, their instructor teach it to them, and this is like I don't want to say their last chance, but you know one of the last uh, times during the year when they can have that opportunity. Exactly. Uh, because you know November this year no events. Uh, December there's Florida Line Dance Classic, and if these dances have been out for several months then you know, the choreographers themselves might be already on to their next new dance. So they, they, yeah, exactly. they're not teaching uh, something that's already a hit. And I like Sucker. Uh, when that song first came out, like I, I listened to some Jonas Brothers music in around 2009, mm -hmm. 2010, when I was dating somebody who was really into uh, the Jonas Brothers. And 
then I saw that they were getting back together. They were put, they put out this song. I started putting together some steps for it, but I didn't really have anything I felt solid on. And then Julia Wetzel, our local San Francisco Bay Area choreographer, put out her dance to it. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it. I liked the patterns. I thought the last 16 counts were very clever. We, we uh, tested it on our students, and they liked it. So, um, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of opportunities to dance it over the last several months. Of course, the song has been huge on the radio. Yeah. And uh, that, that was my first pick when, uh, when I was asked to teach a floor filler dance. Um, that was my pick uh, to send to Mark and ask, like, hey, did anyone call dibs on this one already? Because right. I'd love to teach this and um, you know, represent home a little bit as well. Yep. Um, so that, that was the other one that I demoed for sure. There's, so there was Lonely Lovers, there was Sucker, and I, I asked Simon if he, if he wanted anyone for moves, but uh, he had so many people um, who already have learned moves and love it that wanted to demo as well. Uh, he said that the most fair thing to do would be just have no one and just have him do it. That way he wouldn't have some people do it, some people not. And if he had everyone do it, you you wouldn't even be able to see Simon because he'd be be buried in all of this humanity. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, also I demoed Rosie's two teaches, uh, From the Day and One Big Country Song, which uh, I think we had demoed before, at least for From the Day. We, we did that one before. That was the shuffle, shuffle, jazz turn, shuffle, shuffle, jazz turn. And then, uh, what was it? There's something interesting about this next part. Oh, it was um, a turning vine. So it's a vine, turn, vine, then step, half turn. Kind of like cruising, but not really. It's like mm-hmm. figure eight vines. Um, so that one came back easily enough. And uh, then one big country song uh, followed that. Yeah. Um, you actually had a partner in your demo of soccer, though. I did, yes, yes. I asked around. I was checking in with all, all the different choreographers that I could think of who were available uh, to see if they knew soccer. A lot of the people that I thought would know it did not know it. Somehow they did not know yeah. soccer well enough to feel like they could you know, go out there and demo. And I'm so used to you being there for anything that we demo together that... Um, I thought, oh man, I might have to demo this alone. <laughs> and then, as it turned out, at the like last minute, I find out that Rebecca knows it and she's willing to demo. So I'm like, great! And I was able to go out there and have you know another person um, to demo uh, to demo it with me. And also, of course, she makes anything looks like a million bucks. So uh, yeah. that that I'm sure helped attendance for the the teach as well. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it just made me appreciate that much more. Uh, having Rebecca at this event. Yeah. So I caught my flight mm-hmm. at midnight. This was hands down the worst packing I have ever done in the sense of waiting till last minute mm. to the point where I pretty much finished packing right before I had to walk out the door. Mm-hmm. And because of that fact, I left my massage balls mm. and my slippers. Mm. And kind of something else that's really, really important in general, which is known as your debit card. (laughs) So I had just the cash that I brought on me by accident. So um, I was very limited on to what I could uh, spend money on this Mm -hmm. weekend, which was probably a good thing in reality. Um, Caught my flight with plenty of time, thankfully, for um, the purposes of... My roommate was nice enough. Her and her boyfriend took me to the airport to drop me off so I didn't have to worry about like where my car was going to be or paying for parking or taking an Uber from, say, like where we normally park uh, when we travel together. And then that also meant that it was just going to be easier since we were going to be on the same flight home to just to go from there. Um, got there, like I said, with plenty of time. Got to dance in the airport. Got on the flight. And fortunately... I pretty much like drifted in and out. So like I didn't get solid sleep, but I definitely got some rest on the flight. Um, landed at like a little bit before 6 a.m. It took me a little while to figure out the whole where my luggage was, was at because they said you know, this carousel, and then it actually turned out to be a different place. Mm -hmm. 
And then I had to figure out how I was going to get to the shuttle and then what shuttle I needed. And I'm so used to having someone else there with me that has either A, been to the event before or B, even just knows exactly because you typically remember like, oh, yeah, it's, it's right out here. And it's like, oh, OK, that's right. Um, I remembered something about a hallway with flags mm. at this airport. For the life of me, I could not remember how to get there. So fortunately, there was enough signs. And I went down some random hallway that I don't remember going down ever before. And then I got to this hallway with the flags. And I was like, oh, okay, I know where I'm at. I know where I'm at. And the elevator's right around the corner with all the different sports teams of Chicago. And, you know. And so I caught the, the shuttle just fine. I was the only person on the shuttle at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, got to the hotel okay. My roommates said, don't worry about like checking in at the front. We have the key for you. Just come upstairs and wake us up. And I was like, you sure? It's going to be really early. And they're like, yeah, just come upstairs and wake us up. So I went upstairs, uh, dropped off my stuff, uh, changed real quick, took a quick shower, changed because I don't like just getting off a plane and being in the same clothes without rinsing myself. Um and I decided, since I was up that early, that I was going to take a couple lessons. So Friday, lessons started at 8 o'clock in the morning, which normally it doesn't. Normally it starts at 9. So we had Maylene Jacobson, Dry My Soul, Amy Christian, Thousand Times, by Neil Spolson, Rona Kay, Taught Legends Tonight, John Robinson, which is the class I took, was Can't Escape Me, which is his dance with Derek Steele. Amy Bailey taught something that you want. Julie McDonald, the basics of technique. From Ju- Judy McDonald from Judy? Uh, Canada. Yeah, she did uh, After Midnight and Cool Whip. Okay. Yeah, but she did a basics of dance technique class from 9 a.m. to 10 in one of the ballrooms. Started the first heat of the amateur choreography competition. Joe Thompson Zemanski's taught Soul Shake and Bonaparte's Retreat, which I was able to catch the last little bit of Bonaparte's Retreat when she was dancing it. And then she repeated uh, one dance of Soul Shake, so I got to dance that nice and early in the morning. Roy and Fiona, which is a really cool-looking dance, started off with Dance Monkey Dance. It's very interesting. I I wanted to be there for that because the next time they taught it, it was right up against uh, Dip to the Bass during the same hour on Sunday. And I got there for, I, I want to say, like, the second half, the part, the later part of Part A, and it was too complex for me to just feel confident jumping in on, catching up to the earlier part of A. So even though I was there for B and I loved the song, I think I'm going to have to learn that one off a step sheet. Yeah, but I'm game to join you with that, that, that uh, feat. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rebecca was teaching Body Good and Sushi. Daniel Trapat, If Your Mother Knew... Bob and Denise uh, Boyle did Don't Want to Dance and Lonely Lovers. From 10 to 11, the choreography Heat 1 continued. Michael Bard was teaching the floor filler Pull You Through. Darren Bailey, unforgettable, which I'm sad that I missed both of his lessons for that. So I'm hoping that the step sheet is um, easy enough for me to follow because I was in Fred's lesson of Limelight, which I have been talking about learning at the last three events and just have not had a chance to. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I finally got Limelight mm-hmm. and it felt good. I, I was able to keep a mass majority of it throughout the weekend and not stumble too far from what the actual choreography was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guillaume Richard. Oh, you had a question. Oh, no. Uh, uh- I, I actually did take Unforgettable. Okay. And I don't know if I had intended to take it or if I was just l- looking at the schedule thinking, well, where do I want to sit for the next hour? Because I, I ended up sitting through uh, so much of Dance Monkey Dance. And I, you know, we both love Darren and Amy, and I like the way Darren teaches, so I went in there just thinking I was going to sit. But he's so engaging on the mic, and he makes things sound easy and fun that I, I've... I've when it got to, you know, reviewing stuff or putting on a little bit of music, I felt like, oh, I think I know this enough to, to kind of try this. And, and then when we did the, the full dance-throughs at the end, I felt strong in it just from the way he was teaching, even the sitting guy in the back of the room. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that in, in a, a more spacious environment. Yeah. Than on the carpet by the door. <laughs> it's definitely something that I plan to learn 
as soon as I can get my hands on the step sheet, which I don't know if it's released yet or not. Mm. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Uh, because, again, it's a Darren Bailey dance, and, you know, I'm kind of obsessed with Darren, Fred, and Amy. It's a thing. Mm. Uh, Guillaume Richard was La Vie est Belle. La Vie est Belle. There you go. Also, a fun note for anyone listening at home, uh, Megan is actually at this moment... Uh, <coughs> clipped into a Darren Bailey t-shirt. <laughs> I am. Yep. I am. It's true. Um, and then he also taught Just a Fool. And then Jonas Dahlgren, I Thought Angels Existed. From the 11 to 12 hour, Tina Foster shot, taught Shot of Tequila. Simon Ward, Rolling with Love. Debbie Rushed About Last Night. Roy and Fiona, Made for Now. Jeff Camps taught Calm Down. Joe Thompson-Zemanski taught It's Time to Swing. Um, there was a lunch break from 1 to 12, but we also had a... Uh, oh, sorry, tw- 1 to 12. 12 to 1. Let me uh, just reverse time. It's cool. And that is when, I believe, there was a mandatory show practice. There is. It says closed, closed, and then it says Joe Kinzer which is what's mine is yours. And then there's a lunch break in the main ballroom mm-hmm. and it says show rehearsal close to the public. And then the others say close, close mm-hmm. from one to two. You have heat two of the amateur choreography can, uh, competition starting Jamie Marshall taught just a phase, which I was able to squeeze in near right, like halfway through towards the end ish of her lesson. Yeah. I said in on that one, as which well. was kind of fun because, um, I love the dance. I think Madison and Fred did a brilliant job on it. It hits the music very satisfyingly, and it's a nice song. And I was in the back, and a few people around me were like, do you know this? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, stay right there. And then Jamie was in the middle teaching at the time, facing the front wall. And then when she went to do the back wall, she's like, oh, well, Megan's there. You just stay there, and you can follow Megan. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Works for me. So that was, that was kind of a fun little acknowledgement for me. Uh, Joey Warren taught Take a Look at This, Scott Blevins, Ready, Aim, Bang, Guillaume Richard with Crossfire, and Rosie Maltari taught From the Day and One Big Country Song. Mm. Uh, Two to three, the choreography Heat 2 continued. This was your lesson for Sucker, which, uh, did you have thoughts or anything you wanted to recap on that, or you want... This a, I, I thought it was a well-attended class, and if I recall correctly, let me take a look at which ballroom that was. It's the floor filler, which was at the very end. Right, yeah, ballroom five. Yeah, that was where I taught a lover's track last year by Roy and Fiona, and I, I felt good about teaching that one because they, uh, they were not in attendance on staff uh, at, that, at that year's event, but I believe it was Rona who taught Dem De Go, and mm-hmm. I taught a lover's track, so it felt like they were there in yep. spirit. Uh, this year, same room, similar number of people, and I had a feeling, this is why it's helpful to do these teaches before you go to the event and teach it. I had a feeling the first half would be easy peasy. You, know, you, can, you can give them a quick summary, shuffle, rocking chair, jazz boxes, uh, step, heel, toe, step, step, heel, toe, step, V-step, uh, hips, you know, that you can just summarize the entire first half of that dance. It's in the second half. After the bridge, you have the cross struts, side struts. Some people have not done cross struts and side struts before in dances. They're not that common uh, as a pattern. And then, you know, the single jazz turn, side strut, cross strut. So it's now reversing the thing that you just did. And the last 16 counts. Uh, if there's like a hook-ish part of that dance, it's the unusual um, count signature of the final 16 counts of Sucker. And that is where we spent most of our time in repetition, yeah. getting the hang of that um, eight and one hold two and three, and uh, then repeating that with like kicks and touches instead of monorays in the last eight. And then, and then at the end, step, bounce, bounce, bounce. <laughs> you right. have a nice little breather before you start over. Now, it was a fun teach. Yeah, it, there's, there's certainly a benefit to my eyes being in the back of the room while you're trying to show them the steps because you have you have adopted a style that I actually really enjoy watching as a participant as well as someone who is assisting with the lesson just being someone who knows the dance and can be on a wall 
um, where you will rotate people always to the front so that they've always, they always have, they're always facing the front to learn the new section and then you'll rotate them back to wherever the wall that this happens on just so they have a chance to see your feet. But sometimes it still gets a little tricky when you have a big long room and there's a bunch of people in it. And so I can see where people are still struggling with it, where there's this little teeny tiny, like one or two people for whatever reason don't have a, a good view of you. And I can just kind of like rotate myself to over near them and just kind of wall lead next to them and they're able to see it. Also, I've learned uh, based off of Ruben Luna's story of um, Anne needs it one more time. Mm -hmm. I also will ask for things one more time when I know people need it, but they're too intimidated for some reason or they don't want to bother the instructor or hold up the class for whatever reason. They're reluctant to ask for it. I'll ask her, hey, can you break that down one more time just in case, Mm -hmm. you know, and people seem to really appreciate the fact that someone will speak up. Mm. So, and you're, you're always so game to like go over anything again, if anybody asks. So I think that's, that's one of the nice things about your lessons, as opposed to just not asking if someone needs it one more time. Um, thoughts. Yes. Another thing that stood out, um, in the calling of that dance as just a general principle that might be helpful for anyone else. I'm not sure is, counting it and calling it with the same inflection so that uh, uh, the same inflections as each other so that when they're doing one of them after having done the other they're not confused by it sounding different Uh, so if uh, also this is hugely uh, different from doing the entire thing monotone because if i were to do the last 16 counts let's say all monotone be Eight and one hold two and three hold four and five six seven eight and one hold two and three hold four and five six seven eight. That says nothing about what's coming up, what to anticipate. But if you're doing, um, let's say, you know, cross strut, side strut, cross strut, rock recover together, eight and one hold two and three hold four and five six seven. You, you know something's coming. This is that tricky part. Eight and one hold two and three hold four and five, and uh, and you would call it the same way. Um, side strut cross strut rock recover together point end point hold end point hold and rock recover back kick and touch hold and touch hold and cross back uh, bounce 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 yeah um if if one of them sounds like the other then even though it's calls versus counts and somebody thinks well i can only learn from counts i can't learn from calls or i can only learn from calls once you say numbers i don't know what you mean anymore if if they, if they sound the same as the thing that they are used to... It slightly it'll, tricks the brain. Yeah, they'll think that they're hearing calls when really they're hearing counts or vice versa. Yeah, hopefully anyways. Yeah. <laughs> most most of the time, I feel like that's, that's the good way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people were very enthusiastic and uh, responded very well to the teach, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people really enjoyed the fact that you brought that dance and the energy... And I know that they always enjoy watching you teach as well because you're just one of those fun teachers. So I, it's what, some of the perks I get by being on the floor with everybody mm-hmm. is they get to whisper to me and say like, oh, he, he's so good or he's so much fun or like, I love how he did that or something like that. So um, that same hour, Darren Bailey was teaching Lily. Fred Whitehouse was teaching Party in the Hills. Amy Bailey was teaching Broken and Beautiful. And John Robinson was teaching Dancing with a Stranger, which I have learned like two or three times and still don't remember. Yeah, we demoed that. <laughs> yeah, I actually learned it so much that I could teach it. And then I didn't teach it. But then because I don't dance it, it goes straight out of my brain. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to learn it and teach it to somebody so that then it'll stick. Mm-hmm. From three to four, you had Miss Georgia's Power Hour. Um, I'm not entirely sure what she brought because I know she has a lot of things listed as her Power Hour, and then she'll have like two or three dances that she teaches in those. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Blevins was teaching Down to the Roots. Joey Warren, Oceans Deep. Simon Ward was Moves. Daniel Trapat, Roll With Me. And Megan Wheeler was God Loves a Dancer. From four to five, there was actually a recap hour, which I thought was interesting. And it was like um, in 15-minute chunks, and then there was like two dances typically in those 15 minutes. 
in each room, which I thought was a, an interesting concept so that this way people got recaps of the dances that they learned earlier, but it didn't go into open dance time, mm -hmm. which I'm not sure if I was an event director how I would do that, but I like, I like the concept of recaps in general, mm -hmm. but I like the fact that this didn't take over open dance. Yep. Um, and then there was break from uh, five, or sorry, no, I lied. From five to six, there was Saturday line dance demos. And I was finally here for demos. It was actually funny, I forgot to mention. I had like four or five different people message me for um, Thursday night asking where I was because I wasn't out on the floor demoing. Mm. And so I thought that was funny. They were like, you should be here. We're demoing, where are you? <laughs> So I like that I'm known to, a, you know, at least a group of people to be always out there trying to demo and help people with the, their dances. So I think that's kind of a cool thing. Um, but so the classes that were taught on Saturday uh, and I will we can sh like make a mention of which ones we demoed. 9 a.m. to 10 was Tina Foster and California. Rona Kay, All I Need to Know. Uh, Jeff Camps, If I Had You, Guillaume Richard, Teeth, Jonas Dahlgren with Great Spirit, Rosie Maltari, Raining in My Heart, and If I Can't Have You, which those two we did demo. Um, Michael Barr from, oh, sorry, from 10 to 11, Michael Barr taught Good As You, which is another one we demoed. I actually really like that dance. I thoroughly enjoy how that one hits as well. There's a couple fun movements in it, and I think him and Michelle did a really good job on that. John Robinson taught Mad Crazy Lo Love. Jill Babinick taught Double Scoop, which actually looked fun. I was kind of uh, disappointed that I didn't make it to that, but it's an improver level dance, so I'm hoping that I, I can handle the step sheet. Fred Whitehouse taught Down for Your Lovin', Rebecca Lee, Genetics, and A.B. Christian, Sexual Healing and Treat Her Like a Lady. From 11 to 12, we had Miss Georgia's Power Hour. And then we had the Professional Team 1 competition teach. So this was Cherry on Top by the Challengers, which was Guillaume Richard, Debbie Russian, and Darren Bailey. I actually never saw the demo for this, and I couldn't really recall the music because I only saw it briefly on the phone while I was in the airport. So I walked in a few minutes late because I was doing something. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm learning this without no preconceived notion whatsoever. And I really, really liked the dance. I thought it hit really, really well, and I plan to teach it. So I highly recommend Cherry on Top for sure. Uh, during that same hour, Bob and Denise Boyle taught Ooh Baby, which is a cute dance. I actually submitted that as a potential teach for Vegas um, but we, then we ended up choosing something else and then got a move from 11 to 12, which is the lunch open dance with JP in the main ballroom. We also had Maylene Jacobson teaching my thing, Megan Wheeler teaching woke up late, Debbie Russian with tiny voice and Jamie Marshall's famous five in 50 or more dances in 50 minutes from one to two. We had Miss George's power hour again. <coughs> And we had Team 2, the Champion Defenders, teaching competition. So that's Simon Ward, uh, Fred Whitehouse, and Daniel Trapat. And they taught Chicago Gold. Now, I did not take this one. I was actually asked to assist in the voting process of it. So like, I would be handing out sheets and collecting sheets. And so I can't speak to how it feels, but it looked like a lot of people really, really enjoyed learning it. So that, that's definitely on my list to see, to see um, if I can't squeeze that, that one in as well. And then Rosie Maltari was teaching Work It by uh, Kayla Crosgrove. It looks like. And then uh, Love You For It. From two to three, Jamie Marshall was teaching Nothing Without You, which... We demoed the Work It and Love You For It with Rosie, and then I demoed Nothing Without You with Jamie Marshall. 
And then Debbie Rushton did, taught Juicy Fruit. Scott Bluffins taught his, the new dance that he has with Joe Thompson Zemanski, which is Texas Connection. Simon Ward did Up in the Air. Jonas Dahlgren did Way to Break My Heart. And we got a little heck of street with it for your teach of Ghost Ride It. Yeah, complete with hoodie and backwards country soul cap. Yes. That was fun. Um, I enjoyed that. I, I actually very much enjoy that dance. It's fun. It's it's almost like, I would say like a challenging party dance. Mm. So it's not your basic beginner party dance that like just anybody can pick it up on the floor, no problems. There's a little bit more thought into it, which I think is why I like it. Because mm. I think beginners can handle it if they really want to stretch themselves. But I think it's also enough that like in, in intermediates can have fun with it as well. So I thought you did a really, really good job with that one. Thanks. Um, and we can talk about the teach in just a minute. Megan Wheeler from 3 to 4 taught Someone You Love. Rona K. Kodigo and Senorita La La La. Roy and Fiona, which we actually sat in on the lesson, did People Help the People. Joe Thompson Szymanski taught Fall So Fast, which I was out there for demoing. Rebecca Lee did Push Back. Michael Barr taught To Love Somebody and Rumba to the Rhythm. From 4 to 5, Amy Christian taught You Got What It Takes. Judy McDonald taught Get Wild, which I was out there for as well. Daniel Trepat taught Koi Boys, which I thought was actually kind of cool-looking, fun dance, but we ended up not taking the lesson. And Hot Stepper. Darren Bailey was teaching Gorgeous. Joey Warren, oh, was teaching Wiser and Older. I love that dance. I love that dance so much. So, of course, I was out there to demo that dance. And then Amy Bailey finishing up with Thinking About You. And then from five to six, we had that same kind of concept of the recap hours. So, uh, talk about your teach of Ghost Ride It. I will do that. And also, I will say um, that three of the four dances that Ms. Georgia taught, I recall being Apple Bottom Jeans. Okay. Uh, what's your flavor? And can I touch your spot? Or okay. touch your spot? Because we had seen those before in Kansas City when she taught them. There was a fourth one that I recognized, but I don't remember its name. Yeah. And I love the way. She dances right. and demos. Right. And she did her slap in the floor and she was slapping She's, her booty. Oh. She makes you want to hang out in her class and just experience what Miss Georgia yeah. is. The life that she has when she steps onto the dance floor is just so contagious. Mm -hmm. I love, 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 love her two pieces. Mm -hmm. And I love how authentically her that she is. Mm -hmm. Like, there is no mistaking that she is Miss Georgia. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Also, for my thoughts leading up to the what PM teach was that, 2 PM teach of Ghost Write It, uh, I knew that Sunday morning I would have a teach at 9 AM. I also knew that I would be staying up probably very late on Saturday night. I slept in through a lot of Saturday day because that was going to be my last chance to sleep until probably Sunday evening. <laughs> And I think I think that was a wise choice, all things considered, um, as we will discuss later yes. about Saturday night. I'm going to interrupt real quick before you get to your teach. I took the nap from the 4 p.m. until like 7 mm -hmm. that night because I knew the same thing. Yep. Like I was going to stay up late Saturday night and you were going to have a 9 a.m. teach that I wanted to be in on Sunday morning. So I'm like, okay, if I, if I get a later rest period, hopefully I can go longer. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and talk about your teach. Uh, ghost write it. I enjoyed the teach of. We were able to get through the first several counts easily, I would say, because you, know, you have a rock and sit and sit and sit uh, and cross step, cross step, aka pimp walk, slide back, touch, slide back, touch. And then we have our first eight count that we'd want to go over a couple times, which is rolling vine, step, hop, hop. And you don't have to do that. So I did mention that there are alternatives. You could just do regular vine, step, hop, hop. You could just do vine to the right touch. That that gets you to the same place too. Uh, but I also mentioned parts of the lyrics where what we're doing in our movements matches what's being said. So I encouraged uh, doing the rolling vine hop, uh, step hop hop. But you know it's 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 up to them for uh, mm -hmm. how how they choose to move their body. After that, we had our first wall change, which is. Um, 
touch and touch where we do it like out pointing out and then touching together pointing out and then a left vine with a turn so you step in place right behind and then you do your turn a quarter to the left i like this dance for teaching because you only have the one wall change anything else you can take out just by doing things in place uh, but since we did the first half of the dance facing the front wall and then a few counts into the second half you change walls i just had them turn to three o'clock start the dance from the top and then when you do your touch and touch vine with a turn boom everyone's facing the front mm -hmm. you can follow the rest of the dance now looking toward 12 o'clock which yep. is where my feet are and then we had our next interesting set of counts um, kick and rock and kick ball cross i described it as kick and rock and kick ball cross to people at first and looking around assessing how comfortable people felt i said okay well you know what? there's another option if you'd like to feel a little more grounded heel and rock and heel ball cross and somehow just being a heel instead of a kick made it click for people and uh that is one of the things that that i will be adding into the step sheet because i had not anticipated that um, so that that was a set of counts that we went over a few times as well and then just uh, after that, uh, our normal side rock and cross, a little side shuffle or side chasse. And then the last set of counts you can either do is back rock, recover, side shuffle, which I don't think I put into the step sheet, but which I will be putting in once it's uh, released. And uh, the, the steps that are listed are turn a quarter step to the side, turn a quarter step to the side, turn a half, do a side shuffle. So kind of like a gliding box ish yes but with a shuffle at the end which i like yeah i like my gliding boxes so the yeah. fact that you had that in there i was kind of like yay yeah. yeah so uh overall um i would say we were able to get through just the bare bones of the teach quickly enough and anything that required repetition was generally limited to one of those three sections that i that i mentioned either the the last rolling vine step hop hop the kick and rock and kickball cross or the glide, glide, side shuffle. Yeah. yeah. And then everything else, anytime I, this is something that we've picked up over time, like from different people's teaching. You can start from whatever baseline vanilla steps you feel like teaching, and from there, you can make it simpler and take things out and have those be your non-turning options, your more grounded, stable options. You can also, for the other folks who have come to the lesson, because you can't really predict who's going to be in your lesson uh, you know, or what their experience level is, you can also bump it up yes. and do what Rachel likes to do, which is you know, uh, here's something for all those of you, you know, who feel like you've got these counts down. If you want to add a little something, you'd, you know, pinch your shoulders when you're going forward with those pimp walks because you know, he's saying, feeling like a star. So... Uh, that's something you can add in for flavor. Uh, you can dip real low into those those uh, pimp walks, uh, or anytime you're dipping your right shoulder down, you can you can feel like you've got heavy chains on, so you can get low with your movements. And for everybody else, ignore what I just said. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and that way, everybody who comes to your lesson has something they can do, something they can work on. They all learn the basic steps together. The people who want to make modifications to not turn as much can do that on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, the people who want to add a little bit more spice when you've played it at full speed for the third time in a row, they can do something different for, right. for their go-through. Everyone can enjoy it their own way, and still we achieve that vision of everyone dancing together. Exactly. Those are my thoughts on Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, that was a, another very well-received lesson. I think a lot of people had fun with that. Mm -hmm. um, we did it a few times in a row, which I think allowed people to really solidify it, which was nice. Um, with that said, we also didn't, unfortunately, get to do it at that class with your like song switch so option. Right. However, during the recaps, you were able to do a little bit of it so that people at least got to hear a couple walls of it. Yeah, and we did start a little behind schedule with the recaps because I guess everything gets pushed. You know, if one person goes a little over their time and then you're at the end of everyone's recaps, yours is going to be, you know, yours is going to start five to seven minutes late. Yeah. And it's really no one's fault. It just kind of like adds up. It's cumulative. So we did not 
every wall, not all four minutes of the original song. And we didn't do all of the country song option either, but it was just a recap anyway. It's not like yeah. it was really open dance. So they, they, they just got the steps back in their body exactly. and, uh, and got to in, enjoy the feel of it so that they would, would be ready for open dance later. Also for those two songs, I want to mention, um, I'd been listening to this song Ghost Write It since 2006 yep. when it came out. And it has just been sitting on a mixed CD somewhere in my car uh, for years. Uh, I, I played it recently. I thought, oh, I really like this. I've always liked this. How do I still like this? There should be a dance for this. And it's October. You know, we got Halloween coming up. It seemed like the right time to finalize something for that song. And then for the other song, I've also enjoyed the song Dancing Boots by the Tootin Brothers for as long as it's been in my maybe list for choreography but i've never really heard it in a way that that like moves me to make something just for that when i looked at the tempo the beats per minute of ghost Ride it by mr fab uh, i then looked in my maybe list my choreography country maybe list and compared um, the BPM to see what would be about the same tempo. This is for anyone who's thinking of song switching their own dances. Um, I was looking for something that was a similar tempo and then did the dance in my head to that song. Like, oh, oh, that's interesting. That kind of hits. I'm going to try this on my feet. Then doing it on your feet when it feels satisfying. It's like, yes, this, this is what I will be dancing to this song. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Start completely from scratch. Create a new dance for this song which if I did would have had two restarts and who wants that? Um, you know, I, I can just use this other set of steps for Ghost Ride It and dance through those restarts. Right. And that's how that song switch happened. Yeah. Um, I did forget to mention that there was two extra demos um, Saturday night, or Friday night, sorry, um, which was Dip to the Bass for your Sunday morning teach mm-hmm. and then Jamie Marshall for Leave the Night Burning. The rest of Sunday is all recap teaches, so you can definitely find that list out um, online right now. Mm-hmm. Not sure how long it's going to stay online, but you can definitely go over that. Uh, what I do... Oh, go ahead. A dip to the base. God bless Miss Georgia for joining uh, us on that. I, I did not know that she enjoyed her learn of it in um, Kansas City so much that she like kept it right. and she felt confident demoing it. I did not expect she was going to be out there joining us. And I just, I, it, it means a lot to me that she likes that dance and that she uh, came out to dance it with us for the yes. demo. So in the last eight minutes or so, uh, we can talk a little bit about the show mm. and we can talk a whole lot about the history that was made for the first time event. Um, just kind of recapping my my side of the night. Um, like I said, I took a nap until seven, then I got ready, and then I met up with uh, Seven Arrow Media, which is Kelly and Kelly, and they put me in charge of the live feed and just maintaining that mm-hmm. uh, during the performance. So I had a nice seat front and center, which is I think the first time I've ever seen a show front and center, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, Simon did an amazing job. He really... Uh, Joe helped as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Simon and Joe, sorry, uh, they did a fabulous job on this performance. It was very well done, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved watching the solo performance of Guillaume Richard. That was so talented. Um, so from my point of view, I really enjoyed the show, and it was totally worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts from your perspective? I'm glad that Simon gave us that head start. Uh, I, I appreciated f- being able to take ownership of how prepared I was going into it. And of course, always I would have wanted more time, uh, but I mean, that's really just a personal thing. That's not like about how much time was available. That's just how confident you feel in how much you've danced the sections you're going to be dancing. I think um, if, more, if more events offered that sort of head start, then people would feel more relaxed going into the, the final performance. Mm-hmm. And I, looking around at some of the, the, the people that I was out there with for things like, uh, you know, the guys doing all of me, and when we were all going out there with all our energy for the hand jive section, and like you look to your left and you see Darren, you look to your right and you see Scott, and like, wow, <laughs> do they know I'm here? Like, <laughs> I just, it feels like I just snuck in there. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I, had, I had a blast, and um, uh, I'm very happy to have been part of it. Yeah. Like I said, it looked great. 
Um, everybody looked like they worked really, really hard on it and knew their stuff. And it was the, um, basically it was like, I can't remember exactly what the theme was, but it was like what music means to me, Mm -hmm. basically. And like the emotions that go along with music, which was really cool. Um, and that, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Now, open dance. Saturday night started at 9 p.m., which yeah. is really cool. It started on time, um, which a lot of times is not the case because for whatever reason, a bunch of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, backtracking just a little bit now that I actually think about it. Right before the show, we had the amateur announcements. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to um, Chris Jacques. 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 I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Who took first place overall. Um with his dance, that was really cool. And uh, Rob Holly, who took first place in his heat and second place overall, very hats off to you. And congratulations to Darren, Debbie, and Guillaume for placing first place in the pro competition with Cherry on Top. I found it fitting that you know, with with Guillaume not being able to join uh, the year after he won. He sort of made his way back into that slot, and you know now he'll be back next year as part of the champions. Right, exactly. Um, so shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Open dance. Uh, I think we were running around pretty standard all the nights between all the different ballrooms, between mm-hmm. main room, between Jill's room, and the Balmora room. Um, I didn't make it down to the Balmora room as much as you did, that's for sure. But I did make an appearance once or twice. I love the vibe down there. So much fun. Yeah. Um, I definitely hung out a lot in Jill's room, and I actually hung out more in the main room than I normally do at this event, so I thought they did a really good job of, of drawing my attention between the two rooms and wanting and me wanting to go back and forth, so I thought that was cool. Um, i trying to think if there was anything like really worth oh, mentioning. Simon uh, made it into the first night survivor photo. That was 2 a.m., Okay. The next night was 4 a.m., and then I had made a post saying, uh, oh, maybe we'll get to 6 a.m. or even 8 a.m., depending whether you're doing 246 or 248. And then we ended up going to 9 a.m., which is when Open Dance started. For the Sunday morning, yes. Yep. That was, 12 straight hours. That was, that was definitely a cool experience. I actually talked to JP earlier in the evening, and he had mentioned something along the lines of, he wants to do something that's never been done before and he wants to go to 9 a.m. So I knew that pretty much as early as open dance started. So I warned a couple people. I'm like, hey, just so you know, pace your energy level mm-hmm. because JP wants to go to 9 a.m. And like a few people were like, wait, what? I was like, yeah. So like obviously go and dance and have a blast, but just be aware that that might actually be happening. So if you want to make it till then and not be, you know, zombie walking, or dragging your feet for that matter. Uh, just kind of be aware of, of what your limits are as a dancer. And uh, I think it was like 7, 7.15, 7.30-ish, JP had said, or no, 7 o'clock, it was 7 o'clock, JP had said something along the lines of like, well, at this point, it is 7 a.m. Open dance starts at 9 a.m. Who wants to call it a night? Which there was a few people. And... Who wants to do something that's never been done before and go to open dance in the morning? And of course, me, I'm like, I'm so down. For, I will be here until you close the ballroom. So I will go until 9 a.m. for sure. Me, 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 let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so we ended up going until 9 a.m., which was really cool. You mm-hmm. had to leave a few minutes early to get to your 9 a.m. class. Yes, I had, I had uh, a teach <laughs> of dip to the base in the balmoral room from 9 to 10. And I... Uh, it, it had, uh, I, I kind of went with a similar system as Ghost Ride It, where I would try to get us to the front every time we had new steps, but there are, there are a few wall changes. That one was challenging. Uh, I, I definitely am grateful to everyone who came that early in the morning for that challenging of a dance. And um, I'm glad that I got one more teach within you know roughly a calendar year of that dance um, that, that I worked on with Rachel McEnany White, because that really meant a lot to me that she... Um, she was willing to, to do that with me back and forth over WhatsApp. 
Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, after that, I went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, <laughs> right, after, went to sleep. right after your teach, we went to sleep. I knew I wanted to be down for open dance and say goodbye to people, so I estimated to get myself back up around one or two, so I only got a few hours sleep. Came down, played on the dance floor a little bit, said my goodbyes. I got to dance Yes with Joe, mm -hmm. which was so exciting for me because I don't know if I've been able to do that yet, and I love that dance, so that was really exciting. Um, I said my goodbyes to people, and then we pretty much hung out with Louis, which mm -hmm. was a real treat for me, yep. and I'm sure for you as well, as he was packing up equipment, and we were sharing stories and getting a lot of history stuff about certain things that used to happen at events and like memories that he had, and then we ended up going to dinner with him as well and spending some more time with him, mm -hmm. and then we ended up going to bed around 1 o'clock in the morning to catch our 5.30 shuttle mm -hmm. and head to the airport. All right. Well, the next time you'll hear from us will be our playlist breakdown. This has been Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. Thank you for tuning in. We will see, see you, you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.